Hey, Nicole. Hi, John. Ready? Let's do it. All right. I'm Nicole Mears. I'm John Davis. And this is our podcast, Shape the Conversation. We are broadcasting from Shape.io HQ here in beautiful Bend, Oregon. And uh, it's a podcast where we talk about Building Shape, which is our digital marketing software platform that helps ad agencies manage all the crazy amounts of ad spends that's flowing through their clients' accounts. And today we're pretty pretty on topic here with digital marketing and our wheelhouse and expertise. And we're going to talk about ad networks or places you could place your company's ads that are maybe a little bit off the beaten path of the really well-known channels of Google, Bing, Facebook, some of these places where when we started in the industry 10 years ago, it was you know, Google, Bing, that was about it. <laughs> but today there's a lot more social networks that have sprung up a lot more ad supported networks out there that you can look to place your ads and get in front of your audience yeah absolutely and we've played around with some of these too on our end and have some experience so we're just going to kind of go through some of these networks and places where you could really get started putting ads tomorrow in a lot of cases some cases you need a little bigger budget than others to get across that threshold of getting going but some of these you can start five ten dollars a day and this is by no means an exhaustive list this is something that we have found some of these are bigger names you're going to recognize some might not necessarily be but we thought they were really innovative and fun so that's why we're going to talk about them yeah and we definitely can't vouch for the type of volume you could see on any of these i think that's probably going to be the main issue if you do try to do some experimenting out on some of these other platforms is the reason google being facebook twitter these places are so utilized is that they're so massive the networks are huge. You're just never going to be able to match the audience on a lot of these things we're mentioning. But I think there are some situations where if you have the right niche or the right type of company, it could be a great network for you to at least try out and experiment. So get a start, Nicole. What's alternative ad network option number one? Number one, LinkedIn. And for many of you that may not be like super innovative or super like yeah. new, like you're like, yeah, LinkedIn makes sense. This is really a great one for anyone who's in B2B really. I mean, yeah. there is some use case for B2C as well, but really to me, we, we put this at the top because it's one that we use. It's one that we really like. The targeting continues to get better. The ad network and the ad types are getting better. And the really cool thing is they're starting to become, you know, these PPC experts who are really starting to get and focus on LinkedIn and yeah, there's a lot more content and writing out there now. Before, it used to be our guy uh, that we talked about, AJ Wilcox, B2 Linked. If you're looking for the you know, LinkedIn expert out there, it's pretty much him, and that was maybe about it. But you'll see a lot more articles are starting to pop up around LinkedIn. And one of the common themes of those articles, though, and something we can vouch for is that it is expensive, mm-hmm. really expensive, especially if you're looking to move – you know, some dollars from maybe your display network or areas that are slightly less performing than your straight Google search campaigns into LinkedIn, you need to be expecting two, three, four X the cost per clicks on that network as opposed to Google or Facebook or some of these other places. 
Absolutely. And I think that really needs to shape your strategy too. Like if, if somebody's going to get going on LinkedIn based on how you your experience and using them, what are a couple things to look out for or easier ways to get in the mix? One thing I, I could think of is like start super targeted, like try to pick your ultimate title and geography and person and whatever that is and try it first and set kind of a low budget and just get started and then expand your your net out Mm -hmm. you can also do custom audiences so you can upload you know an email list and target those people so if you've got a really great list from your crm that you want to target with you know pretty focused ads you can do that now my warning to you there would be make sure that those people have opted in because you're going to piss off a lot of people if you just throw them up there and start advertising the Jesus out of them. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I would push back a little bit on that. Like, I think there's times when I've gone and manually, like, so for LinkedIn to upload a, a list of pure LinkedIn profiles, you need a, a serious quantity due to privacy reasons. So you just can't upload, like, 10 LinkedIn profiles and then say, oh, I want to target these 10 people. They won't run your ad. You know, it's a little bit of vague, but, you know, it's in the hundreds a, a lot of times or close to a thousand that you at least have to upload that LinkedIn is going to give you it. So there's pixels, too, from people that have been on the site. So there's not a lot. I don't think it's, an, a, you know, primarily just an opt-in situation that you want to target people. But I think that's the most powerful feature I've seen is you can go and spend two weeks hammer LinkedIn, find a thousand prospects manually, add them to a list and know you're delivering ads right to them. That's a super powerful advertising experience. All right, let's bounce to number two, Quora. Yep. So let's spell that for people that maybe haven't heard of Quora. Silent, no, I'm kidding. It's (laughs) Q-U-O-R-A. Yeah, it's it's kind of a question answer site is the way, uh, a very well curated question answer site. I mm-hmm. guess I put it on topics that range everything. Er- everything. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Reddit-ish, but people tend to use their real identities a lot more, and and there tends to be a lot less uh, cat memes. Yeah, riff raff is what I was gonna say. I mean, we don't want to turn you off by saying they don't have cat memes there. I mean, because I know that's a, for sure a big portion people love it, some, but yeah, cat memes. there's better places to yeah. find them. Uh, well, and Quora has really been been touted as kind of this great thing for SEO. So you go find a question to answer. You either write an article on your blog or you just go answer that question on Quora and they tend to to rank pretty well. But from an advertising standpoint, they really only got into aggressively pushing their advertising platform a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, they're in the early stages for sure. It was in a closed beta up until a couple of years ago. Now it's self-serve. You can get on there and anybody can and fire up ads. But the key differentiator with Quora is the ability to target by topic yep. and interest. Questions. Questions, yeah. You can go find where your target market might be. Like maybe you're selling some type of B2B software that focuses on software developers. You know, you can go find the threads in Quora that talk about development or different languages and solving different coding issues digital marketing there's tons of different channels you you can find on there and target your ads and we've actually seen really good engagement with ads we've put up there on topics that our customers are interested in we have and the cost is actually pretty affordable compared to other platforms that we've tested you're definitely looking at probably i mean to get at a similar audience to linkedin saying that loosely i mean probably half 
the the cost of click per click basis the interesting thing to me is they i mean part of the benefit that we saw was that you could be so targeted and they just released this broad audience targeting so you can basically just blast it sounds like blast everyone across the platform which to me a little counterintuitive as a digital marketer with a target group that i want to attract but i'd be really interested to see if anyone's tested that you know in the week or so since it's been announced to any you know, sort of good results. There's something I love about the Quora advertising experience is that it, it's very subtle. It, you know, it's text-based only ads. They they kind of look like the rest of the page. They're not like a display block di- image ad, which can have who knows what on it, distracting you from reading the question. So it's very in line with the rest of their content. The interesting thing for me, it's more of a con, I guess, is I... I have actively been trying to be on Quora and Reddit answering questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that Quora is actually less, especially in the the digital marketing channels that I have followed. Maybe I'm not just, I'm just not following the right ones. It, yeah. It's actually died down a little bit. So it's harder to find things to answer on Quora. So that would be my only kind of con there is that it sometimes, you know, a thread or a, a topic can go a little dead and there's really nothing you can do except encourage all your friends to go post in that, yeah. you know, like, it just some you just have to be aware of that, and you have to if you see start seeing your traffic go down, look for other channels, look for other questions, you know, as they pop up to try to adjust your targeting. Yeah. But with anything, it's you know keep optimizing. My feel on core is that unless you're going after some big broad topic or or using their option where you're basically a billboard on core.com without any more detailed targeting, it's gonna be really tough for you to spend probably even hundreds of dollars in in some cases depending on your topic just because the volume isn't really there from what I can see. Yep. But let's talk about somewhere that is growing rapidly, we know, and that is a place where a lot of people hang out, and that is Reddit. Yep. And Reddit is a weird, something wonderful, wild world that a lot of people spend time on and answer questions on and talk about a range of topics. Like, here's your place for cat memes right next to (laughs) detailed political discussion, next to a thread that's only pictures of avocados or who knows what. But there's also a lot of digital marketing conversation and a lot of interesting kind of more business talk than you would think that occurs on Reddit and in Reddit. And they've got a great advertising platform that lets you go in there and target by r slash and display your ads to those people. Yep. The ability to target subreddits. And actually, you can target subreddits only to people in certain countries, too, I just found out. So that's even more like hyper-targeted mm-hmm. is really cool. I love the fact, and, and maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm misinterpreting this as a Redditor, but if you try to answer posts in an inauthentic way mm-hmm. and try to sell your services to someone, mm-hmm. and I will say this, having said that I've answered a couple questions that, hey, I would like to recommend Shape to you, but I'm not trying to sell you. I'm just yeah. like, I'm as a former user of the product, like just try it. I'm trying not to be salesy, yeah, yeah. but like they will call you out oh, and man, they will, bru- they will burn brutal, you down. Yeah. But advertising, you can make it look like a post. You can, and, and I've not seen a bunch of horrible reaction to people yeah. being advertised to and read. I think it's more honest in a yeah. way, you know, like they at least know it's sponsored. It's got the big label. Yeah. I mean, I would say even in, in the digital space there on Reddit, where they're focused on digital marketing and ads, they were real biased against like, ads and bad advertising and stuff that's going to spam them. I will say this. I'm, I'm going to circle back to what I just said. 
I don't tend to just pitch our services too. I will yeah. throw out links to like optimizer and scripts and stuff like yeah. that. I try to answer questions really I robustly, think, but but for me, from what I've seen, yeah, it feels unless sick. you're gonna go real deep on Reddit and mm-hmm. answer twenty to thirty questions at least a week or twenty make twenty or thirty comments a week on Reddit so that people can sort through and and begin to see your profile because that's the other thing about Reddit. It's anonymous. You know, you you're not. You can't necessarily go on there a lot of times and tell who's saying what. And unless you're on there putting a lot of comments out there, if just like once a week you ping and like it's kind of semi-related to your product, like they just sniff through it right away and you get no traction. So I actually think for somebody that's not willing to go all in on Reddit and you look at your referral traffic sources and the what you the action you've got on the post hasn't been the greatest traffic or whatever. For us it's actually pretty quality traffic. You know, we see good engagement from anybody who does click through your recommendations on there and actually check it out and they're not jaded by it. Like we actually see some great engagement on that. We do and we see some people who are not us out there, you know, throwing our name around too, which we really appreciate and that's why we try to do the same for other people. Yeah. So that's always nice when you see that. But then even on Reddit, everybody's like paranoid. They're like, oh, you probably work for them or whatever. you know. And there's nothing you do. But that ads is something they understand. Like Reddit has to sell ads to survive. And it's a way you can get in front. Now, again, I bet there's very few companies out there that Reddit is a huge bulk of their digital advertising spend. But I think it's a, another place to get you in front of people that are indicating they have an interest that you can tie to your customer base. You should think about being there. Hyper-targeted. My concern with Reddit and Quora and some of these advertisers that are courting really big advertisers and having big ad buys on their network is that kind of these big budgets, so like say for a big movie release, they're just gonna blanket every subreddit on Reddit and kind of drive up the prices in these niche focuses over time. So I think right now is a pretty good window to where you could get in there, get some cheaper clicks then you're probably going to be able to get a year from now as these bigger publishers you know spread their digital dollars far and wide across online and they go to core and reddit and say we just want to you know buy essentially a billboard on Mm -hmm. your site yep and that's the way some of these might be going and some of these ad networks might have to to you know generate the revenue but i think more than ever social media is not a zero-sum game like all these ad networks can survive and push forward and grow absolutely and one that's growing super fast it's owned by amazon you'll hear it brought up a lot with the millennial crowd (laughs) The youths. Uh, the youths, yeah, which now that we are into our mid-30s, we are uh, squarely out of the youths. We're still millennials. I'm clinging into my low 30s. Yeah. Well, I will <laughs> proudly claim mid-30s, but it's Twitch. And yep. so do you want to give a basic rundown of what Twitch is? Yeah, so Twitch is a live streaming platform. It, it actually started as a spinoff from a bigger one, I think, called Justin TV, which was more general. And Twitch just Justin was, TV was basically we, we were talking about Truman Show actually before we recorded, but there's another movie kind of like that called Ed TV, mm. where Matthew McConaughey essentially like has a camera crew follow him around all day every day, and Justin TV is a spin off that idea, his original idea. So Justin Kahn is the guy that that started Justin TV, and the original idea was basically just follow Justin Kahn's life. So he had an old school like camcorder that they rigged this huge backpack that live streamed everything he did he went on dates with this thing for like a i think it was an entire year he live streamed his life and they slowly 
pivoted that idea into Justin TVs. They thought, okay, just making one channel where I can live stream isn't the big idea. We should enable some platform where everybody can live stream themselves and have a channel and essentially like be a you know, self-select themselves to be in a Truman Show type scenario. He started with his brother. They're like brilliant developers. Great story if you Google about them. But slowly what he found was like they developed this crazy technology to handle all this live streaming and they started applying it to video games. Yeah, and so Twitch really spun off and was super popular. And now the crazy thing about this is they've got 15 million daily active users 104 million unique monthly viewers and 2.2 million creators like doing this all of the time. So when we say creator on the, in the Twitch sense, what what does that mean? I mean someone who's sitting there live streaming. Yeah. So a you video go game. you go start to play video games, you sync up with your Twitch and you start live streaming it and people watch you play video games. Celebrities will do it, athletes are doing it a lot now like hey, watch me play Fortnite. I play receiver for the you know, Pittsburgh Steelers, wouldn't it be cool to watch me play Fortnite with Drake or something like that? And then they've got a million people watching them live, you know, and they are selling ads against that. And Amazon saw the power of this and then bought them. I'm not sure exactly when they bought them, but you could start to see between the lines of how that can be an incredible advertising platform, especially if you can power it with Amazon advertising. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, a pro or a con, depending on how you look at it. One thing I did notice in my research is it is 81.5% male. And of those, 55% are between 18 and 34. So you are you have a hyper-focused audience right there. So, I mean, if you're going after that demographic, absolutely, this is a platform for you. If you're trying to get the ladies, <laughs> you're going to have a harder time there. So if we do want to play some ads on Twitch, there's kind of two options you have today to do it. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, they do have, you can go to them directly. It sounds like it's a little bit bigger of a buy to yeah. do that. And then there are some, there's one third party network that I could find that was, that would allow you to serve ads called Sismic. And we'll put the link on the show notes. And the interesting thing to me there is that the whole reason why we really kind of started even talking about this in the first place is because one of the guys at work saw an ad for one of our competitors on there. And so we kind of were like, how did they do that? Yeah, ad stage. We see you on Twitch out there. That was a good play. But I think you if you don't have tens of thousands of dollars, you're going to have to go to a third party to, to get your inventory on there. Like we mentioned, Twitched, owned by Amazon. That's one that's been in the news a lot. I think people, you know, kind of have it on their mind. To me, you look at the $8 billion a year now or whatever Amazon's trending, it's still not, you know, north of $10 billion in advertising spend left. You're still looking at like 10% of what Google's doing on an annual basis. I think if you have a product you could sell on Amazon, yes, Amazon advertising should be part of your thinking and you should be considering your strategy and everything, but there's still like a massive percentage of businesses are out there that aren't able to monetize Amazon, can't put their services on Amazon. You can't sell a SaaS product on Amazon. And that's still because it's not that broad of a search engine, unless you've got an e-commerce product you're selling or something like that, there's just not a lot of avenues or ways for you to utilize the Amazon network but you can maybe utilize their, you know, suite of companies like Twitch and some of these other areas. Yep, absolutely. 
So a little bit more off the beat pattern. This is one that neither of us have any experience with other than on the consumer side, hearing the ads as, as they come across, but it's Spotify and Pandora. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, back at, at our previous agency, we used to get asked a lot if we could do ads on Pandora, and it never really struck me as appropriate for what we were advertising, but then, Which you was know, like self-storage units and... Yeah, that, it was a lot of the self-storage clients asking for that over like an apartment complex. So that was that was interesting to me. You know, the more I think about it, things like that, you can hyper-target, you can, you know, get local enough to make it make sense. We just didn't, we couldn't offer it at scale, so we didn't do it. Plus, it just didn't seem like a right fit at the time. But it's definitely one that you could think about. I mean... You know, it's the modern... I'd say it is a differentiator. I'd say when I'm listening to Pandora and I hear an ad that comes up, a lot of times it's Mm -hmm. local-based. I was going to say, it's it's equivalent to radio. It's digital radio on the internet. So it makes sense that you'd hear a lot of those same kind of types of commercials. And Pandora was just bought by SiriusXM. So I'd be interested if how that is or isn't going to affect their ad network. Like, I wonder if Sirius might even kill that ad program and just, you know, roll it somehow into their paid offering. Because as far as I haven't listened to SiriusXM in a while since I moved to Bend and now don't have a commute or barely spend any time in my car. But I I don't, I think it's ad-free programming as far as I understand it, subscription-based. But one that we're we're at least on a little bit more looking at the framework also is Spotify. So if you want to get going with Spotify, you know, probably going to have to do a lot of research. There's not a lot of content out there yet. Not a lot of people have done it beyond like really big brand advertisers. And I find that those types of marketers or big brand advertisers are less likely to share sort of their experiences. They view it as really a differentiator they can offer to their clients as a, here's why you work with us, big brand agency, because we can get you in at Spotify and do a big ad buy, as opposed to smaller self-serve digital agency really making an impact there. And that that's a skill, you know, audio ads are different. I think, you know, digital marketers are well equipped to make that transition there because they're used to writing like quick, short bursts of copy. But I think look for the same qualities in your ads that are successful to try to work those into your audio ads as much as possible or whatever your agency's doing with those, try to keep some common themes. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's a ton more we can talk about. There's Pinterest. There's, you know, probably 50 more that we could go into where I think kind of my biggest takeaway from all of this is if you're going to expand outside of Bing and Facebook and Google, like, you know, the real big three right now, or even Amazon, if you're on the e-commerce side, you've got a lot of great options to find really targeted audiences and advertise to them and you kind of just need to decide you need to do your research and you need to find like what's the best one if you really want to hit that you know male young male audience twitch is your game like go after it versus if you're going for a more business audience linkedin quora even reddit if you do it appropriately can be really beneficial for you so it's just taking the time thinking strategizing testing it out yeah and i think where Google and Facebook with a lot of their data tracking and a lot of the questions around the display network that's popped up and sometimes around bots and faking impressions and some of these scenarios. Security. 
I love the idea of looking at that display budget you might have on these huge networks and doing some experiments where maybe you can move that into a Quora or a Reddit or LinkedIn something for a quarter or two and see if uh, check that performance against that previous display. I think comparing your search performance is going to be really tough to a lot of these. It's just not going to perform as well because it's more of a display-based advertising play. But I think if you compare it like apples to apples against your previous display campaigns, I think there's a lot of people out there that could see better returns and better engagement from those types of ads. You know, it's, it's not without more challenges. You have to make sure you've got your tracking set up. You're using the pixels where you need them in different areas, but I think definitely worth exploring. Absolutely. So let us know. Is there any other networks you were like, absolutely, you guys missed, you're dumb. You should check this out. We'd love to know. You can find show notes, links to social profiles at blog.shape.io slash podcast. And until next time, over and out from Bend, Oregon. Mm-hmm.